eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Romelu Lukaku back to Inter. Raheem Sterling to replace him at Chelsea. How about a potential move for Tim Weah to Spain of all places? The transfer window is in full swing and there's lots to discuss. And lucky for me and you, I've got Fabrizio uh, Romano to help me make sense of it all. We're also answering your questions today. Que golazo begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que golazo. Happy Tuesday. Fabrizio Romano, how are you, my friend? All good, all good, my friend. I always happy to be here and hi to all our friends here on the chat. Absolutely. The last episode, Fabrizio Romano, neared 30,000 views, uh, Fabrizio. Everybody was very excited uh, or angry about Manchester United. Uh, Some were saying that I I talk too much, Fabrizio Romano. You know what? I don't need like my grandma jumping in on the live chat and telling me that I talk too much. (laughs) Fabrizio Romano, uh, taking that note in chance, uh, it's good to have you. Let's get straight into business, my friend. Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. A lot to discuss. But we lead with Romelu Lukaku. It hasn't been good at all as uh, he was purchased from Inter Milan after, by the way, he was already in the Premier League, including Manchester United and Chelsea. Of course, and now it's being loaned out to Inter. What's the latest with Romelu Lukaku, the Belgian striker, and heading back to Serie A? I think it's just a matter of time, maybe of days, and then Romelu Lukaku will be back to Inter. They are discussing Inter and Chelsea on this loan deal that, as of now, doesn't include any buy option or obligation. So it's a strike loan for one season. And they're discussing on the loan fee. Chelsea want around 10 million euros plus some add-ons. Uh, Inter want to offer around 7 million euros plus add-ons, so it's a typical negotiation. On this case, Romelu, of course, is pushing to join Inter. This deal, it's up to Romelu. Romelu Lukaku did everything for this deal. So if there is this deal in place, it's because Romelu is negotiating by himself. This is important to mention. He has a lawyer, of course, for the contracts, but the negotiation between Inter and Chelsea started thanks to Romelu Lukaku discussing directly with Chelsea. So no agent involved. It was the player directly to ask Chelsea to leave the club and only joining Inter. So no way for other options. We, uh, we saw some rumor about Barcelona, Bayern were never an option for the player, only Inter. And so now discussions ongoing between the two clubs. But as I mentioned, Inter are really confident, the player is really confident, and Chelsea have now accepted to to let him go. So the real point is on financial proposal from Inter, but seems to be really a matter of days. And then they hope to complete everything with Romelu Lukaku coming back to Inter. It's been an absolute failure, Fabrizio Romano, from a Lukaku perspective, his, ch- his, t- his time at Chelsea. I don't think it's anybody specifically 100% their fault. I think it's just been a combination of things tactically. He didn't really fit to his system, a little bit of an injury. 
you know, Kai Havertz was really doing really well as well. Would you say that Lukaku just wanting to go for Inter is basically him putting his hand up and saying, look, it really didn't work out in South in West London. I, I need to go back to Italy. I think this is a smart point of view, honestly. Uh, by Lukaku and same for Chelsea, because when you understand that something is not working, the best way to, to go out of the situation is to find a solution, as they are doing. We mentioned last time here on Kegolaso about Pogba and Man United, that they wanted to insist and insist and insist, and in the end they lost the player on a free. I think it's better in this case. They are saving his salary. There is a salary for 15 million euros net per season, add-ons included, but it's 15 million euros. And they're receiving a loan fee. We will see how much, but it's going to be part of the budget for Chelsea. So I think if you understand that this is not working and it's been a disaster, as you mentioned, because one year ago they paid 115 million euros to sign a player from the same club. So it's a disaster, of course. But I think it's smart from Chelsea and Romelu Lukaku to try to find a solution because Tuchel is not happy with him. He's not happy with, with, with Tuchel and with the system. It's not a personal problem. It's a tactical problem. And so I think this is the best solution for all parties involved. All right. Well, we got Rafa Cardenas, uh, a loyal viewer of the show. Rafa, welcome to the show. We continue with Chelsea, Fabrizio. I've got two Chelsea questions, says Rafa. Does signing Sterling depend on Lukaku going to Inter? And in terms of, uh, you know, obviously the sporting director, Marina Granovskaya and her departure. But let's begin with Raheem Sterling. Does the Lukaku exit depend on his possible introduction to the club? I won't say depend, but it's about more about money, more than about money or budget. It's about the, the the timing they want to have. So now Chelsea are focused on resolving this Lukaku issue, and then they will try and go back on the on the Raheem Sterling deal with Manchester City with a new proposal. So it's not directly linked, but it's something that that could could happen in the coming days or right after the, the Romero Lukaku deal with Inter. But Chelsea want Raheem Sterling. He's top of the list. Uh, they approached some intermediaries to discuss with Manchester City with an opening proposal around 25 million and Man City said absolutely no, they want way more than this, but Chelsea will be back. So he's a player who's in the list and I'm sure that Chelsea will, will try again for Sterling. And about Marina Granovskaya, this is a big one for Chelsea because it's going to be part of this revolution. Todd Bowley is taking care of the negotiation, for example, in the case of Raheem, of uh, sorry, of Romero Lukaku. He's having direct contacts with Interboard. He's taking care of everything. And so for Marina, it's over. For Marina, it's over. The expectation in the Chelsea board and around the club was for Marina to complete this transfer window and then maybe leave in September, in October. But the timing is going to change. She's going to leave in the coming hours or days. And so it's over between Marina and Chelsea. And we will see who will be the new director. At the moment, honestly, I don't know yet. There are many options. Todd Bowley is taking his time. As I mentioned, he's taking care of the negotiations. So he's not in a rush. He knows how important it is to pick the best director for Chelsea and for his project. So it will take some time, but he will go for it, of course. Yeah, Granovskaya, one of Roman Abramovich, probably his own untouchable uh, executive at the club, and now she leaves. So a lot for Chelsea to discuss. Uh, anything regarding Gagas Lonina? What's going on there? Yes, for Lonina now is mm, strange that this seems to be an unlucky deal, honestly, because in February when they were on point to complete the deal and do everything with Chelsea, they had the sanctions, and so the situation was in total standby, and Real Madrid were trying to, to hijack the deal with the proposal. And now they were on point of sending an official bid, and with Marina Granovskaya leaving the club, maybe it will take some time. We were expecting last week, honestly, this bid to be submitted. Maybe it will take some time, but I'm told that the plan is still the same on Chelsea's side. They um, want to sign Slonina. They consider Slonina a player for the future, so let's wait for the official bid. 10 million euros. 
there's a lot going on with Chelsea right now, so it's a busy summer. So I presume Fabrizio Romano will keep us uh, tabs on the London side. Uh, let's go here from to a USMNT perspective here, Fabrizio Romano. There's a question about uh, one of my favorite USMNT players, Yunus Musa. Matt, thank you so much. Is there any truth to the reports of Fiorentina and their hunt for Yunus Musa? At the moment, is not something close or concrete from what I'm told. Even because Fiorentina had some issues to resolve with their manager. Now, today, he's signing a new deal with Fiorentina. So, today, they're going to have the first meeting where they will decide the real targets. But, for example, I'm told of Luka Jovic on loan from Real Madrid as a serious possibility. Yep. I'm told of Dodo, Brazilian right-back from Shakhtar, as a serious possibility. So, they have some targets. And in this list, as of today, I have no news on Yunus Musa. But, let's see. Maybe in the coming days, it will change. But you do have some news on another USMNT star, I believe, Fabrizio Romano, Timothy Weah. What's going on there? Yes, because we had many rumors about Valencia and this boy with Gennaro Gattuso looking for a striker, a talented striker. He did a pretty good job with some talents at AC Milan in the past and same with Napoli. So looking for a talented striker for his Valencia. But at the moment, the answer I'm getting from, from Lille's side is that they don't have intention to sell to sell Wea this summer. It's not going to be an easy negotiation. And I'm convinced that Lille will fight to keep the player, even because they're going to sell many important players. Uh, let's mention Renato Sanchez with Paris Saint-Germain, now trying after a long negotiation with, uh, with AC Milan, with Botman, it's AC Milan and, and Newcastle in the race. So they're going to lose many players this summer. Let's see what happens with Jonathan David. Is a name that I would keep an eye on till the end of the market because now seems to be quiet, but many top clubs have always been exploring this possibility. So I don't see them selling so many players. And so it's through the interest of Valencia, but at the moment, not an easy deal. All right, but there is interest for Tim Weah, so we have to keep our uh, eyes on that one. All right, well, I'll tell you where there is a lot of interest, Fabrizio Romano. I've kind of been seeing it almost every hour, and I'm sure that you're getting tired of it, but you do have some updates as well regarding... You know, uh, first of all, Barcelona's intention to, you know, the focus was a lot on Rafinha. But here Adam is asking, is Barcelona talking with Bernardo Silva? We know that Xavi likes him, Fabrizio Romano. But it was like, uh, because Barcelona and Man City are going to play each other in a charity event towards the end of the summer. Pep Guardiola was there back at Barcelona. Joan Laporta made the joke of saying, Bernardo Silva, is he going to be there? And Pep Guardiola was like, he's going to be there and the other 10 as well. What's the latest with Bernardo Silva and his potential exit of Manchester City and maybe even Barcelona? Oh, let me clarify that uh, it's not a direct negotiation yet, club by club. So they are not saying like, we want to offer 80 and we want 95. It's not at this point yet. I say yet because, as you mentioned, Xavi is obsessive with Bernardo Silva, is in love with Bernardo Silva. Bernardo is open to potential move this summer. So there is a potential for a good potential for this deal between Barcelona and Manchester City, but it's not a direct negotiation with a fee, with a proposal or something like that as of today. The negotiation is between Barcelona and Jorge Mendes. We know that the relationship between Mendes and Laporta is fantastic. They had a meeting a few days ago and they discussed in that meeting not of Joe Felix, not Rafa Leao, but only Bernardo Silva as priority for Barcelona. But it's really important to understand what happens with Frankie de Jong. Because if Bernardo Silva has a chance to join Barcelona this summer, it's because they will be able to sell Frankie de Jong to Manchester United. And this is still in negotiation. So it's a domino, but makes no sense at the moment for Barcelona to negotiate with Man City. They are in good relationship with his agent, with, with Jorge Mendes, and they are preparing in case they will they are prepared in case they will sell 
Frankie de Jong to my United. So it's a domino, but it's still June. Let's remind that it's still June. So it will take time. But for sure, Bernardo is top of the list for Xavi as a midfielder. Yeah, no, it is still June, but the season does begin August 6th. So I think uh, teams are probably hurrying a little bit more. What about Rafinha? Because you've been uh, updating on that. Leeds, because they're they're still in the Premier League, they have the playing power here. But is Barcelona getting closer to that? What's going on there? Yes, for, for Rafinha at the moment, the situation is really crazy. Let me say one of the craziest deal of the summer because Barcelona, as we said many times here, here, they have an agreement with him, with Rafinha, with his agent Deco. It was end of February, beginning of March. So Rafinha said yes to Barcelona on the contract. But Barcelona have no agreement with Leeds as of today. So they have to be fast if they want to sign Rafinha because when they read on Leeds' side that Barcelona are prepared to offer 40 million or something like that, they say that it's almost impossible that they will go to accept this kind, that kind of proposal. 40 million is not the price of Rafinha. They want around 65, 70 million euros for Rafinha this summer. Why? Because many clubs are on it, not only Barcelona now. Arsenal are in direct negotiation with Leeds. They had a direct contact with Leeds to understand about the conditions of the deal. And they also spoke with Deco. But also other clubs like Chelsea and Tottenham are exploring this possibility. So three London clubs interested in Rafinha and Barcelona with an agreement with the player, but not yet with Leeds. So it's a crazy situation. I'm sure that Rafinha will be on the move this summer, so he will leave Leeds, but we will see who is going to offer 65, 70 million, maybe with some add-ons to find the right solution. Yeah, that's the key because Leeds United have the leverage here because they stay in the Premier League, but we'll see. We're going to take a break. Fabrizio Romano, which, by the way, you can follow on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app as well. Fabrizio Romano and yours truly will be back and we'll continue with some news uh, in the Premier League, including Newcastle United and uh, the greatest club the game has ever seen, Aston Villa. We're going to get some reports on that as well. We're going to take a break. Fabrizio Romano, LME, we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Fabrizio Romano in the house, LME right here. Fab, let's keep on rolling. You're a busy man. Let's not take any more time from you. Let's talk about uh, Newcastle, by the way. Dimitri, thank you so much for your question. Newcastle news, Fab, when can we expect more activity? Let me say one thing on Newcastle. I think that they are very good in negotiations. I think that they are showing... I still remember in September when it was the takeover of the club, it was seeming like Newcastle will sign 100 players, old players, uh, players with only with big name and big salary, but with no sense for the project. This is not the case. I think they are very good in negotiations. They don't want to pay the one they call internally Newcastle tax. So it means that when you go to negotiate with Newcastle, they are cra- all asking for crazy 
I don't know, salaries, commissions, fees on the club side. They don't want to be part of this kind of situation. And so they will take their time. This is why Newcastle are pretty relaxed on the market. They are doing their strategy. And I think they're doing very, very good. They're really smart in negotiation. So let me say that they will go for a goalkeeper. We know that Dean Anderson has been a target for a long time, but is now close to join Nottingham Forest. And so Pope from, from Barley could be a serious possibility for, uh, for Newcastle. Then they will go for other positions. We know that they are fighting with the Similan for Sven Botman. I'm told that Newcastle are arriving around 36 million euros proposal for, uh, for Sven Botman, including Samedons. Proposal made to Lille. So now let's see what AC Milan will do. We know that they are both fighting for Botman. And then Ugo Ekitike, this crazy deal that they're trying to complete since a deadline day last January, uh, then with many twists and changing the last few months. But they are still on it. They have an agreement with Reims for uh, Ekitike. This is a really top talent. Eh? He's a striker that now maybe could seem a normal one, but one day we will mention his name because he's really, really talented. Yeah, 20 and years old, a great star in Liga, yeah. And so they have an agreement with Reims, but not yet on player side. They have something to resolve on player side and on agent side. But this week, new contests will be ongoing. And so Newcastle will be busy, don't worry. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, talk about Aston Villa now and some questions regarding... This a beautiful club. And may I remind all my Villa fans, we already have Diego Carlos. We already secured Felipe Coutinho as well. So, uh, and Buba Camara, by the way, let's not forget about him. But Fab, talk to me about Villa. What top strikers are Villa looking at, uh, says Dylan? Ah, this is a good question because they, you know how they work on the market. They are exploring many options, but then the top target is never easy to understand with, uh, with Aston Villa. They are very good in keeping it under the radar. Danny Ings last season was an exactly. absolute shock. <laughs> Danny Ings was out of nowhere. Incredible. So let's see. At the moment, they are focused on different things. So I'm sure that for the striker, they will take some, they will take some time and understand which, which one is the best one at the right moment in this transfer domino that we'll have on the market. For Luis Suarez, I always have many questions, but at the moment I'm told that there are still no advanced contacts. So it's a possibility because Gerard discussed about him with the board a few months ago. It was February, but as of today, it's not a negotiation with his agent or with a player. So I'm sure that it could be, again, something that we are not expecting, but Aston Villa will be on it. Don't worry. And also, as I mentioned last time, keep an eye on a left back in the coming days because they're exploring some options and it could be a new left back to create some competition to, to Lucas Dean. Yeah, that was always the key as well. And maybe we'll see if we get a center midfielder. But uh, I don't want Luis Suarez Villa, by the way. Like, let, let's get Jonathan David. Let's get that going for, uh, for Aston Villa. That would be <laughs> fun. All right. Well, Fabrizio Romano, well, let's go into the free agency uh, mode, by the way. This Weekend Football asks, anything on some of the free agents currently available? As you know, there's plenty of great names right now that are available. I mean, the NBA is looking... Uh, jealous at how many free agents uh, soccer has right now in the European game. Anything regarding those key players that are out of contract with their past clubs and looking for a new one? Uh, there are many. Uh, Paulo Dybala negotiating with Inter. Axel Witzel is getting closer to join Atletico Madrid. Uh, Marseille wanted him, but now Atletico Madrid are leading the race and could be an interesting signing, experience signing for, uh, for Atletico Madrid. There are really many, many free agents. I think the biggest one now will be will be Usman Dembele because we know that Paul Pogba is really one step away from joining Juventus. It's a matter of days to undergo the medical and then sign the contract with uh, with Juventus. Um, for Usman Dembele, it's really interesting to understand what happens in the next days because Xavi 
is great fan of Dembélé, but he knows that on financial point of view, Dembélé is not accepting Barca's last proposal. And so let's see if Barca will try again for Dembélé. But at the moment, the expectation around Barca, they don't see uh, the situation as easy to be resolved. And now it's like 10 days and then it could collapse for Usman Dembélé in Barcelona. So, you know, it's a strange situation, but I think it's the most interesting one because Chelsea have this player in their list since long time. Thomas Tuchel is a big fan, but the injuries could be a topic in this story. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain, they are focusing on something different now with Luis Campos. So let's see if they will decide to jump into it again. Usman Dembélé is the most interesting story, definitely. Uh, well, did you see that video of that guy yeah, asking him questions? He was doing the good work right there. And apparently Dembélé, <laughs> if you don't know the video I'm talking about, the way, it's a player, uh, I believe they're in back in France, and he's asking him questions about Barcelona. And he's saying, no, rumors about everybody else, I'm happy at Barca. So, but, you know, he's open to others, right? Hey, by the way, yes. Carlos Robles Hill says, I know I'm late, but uh, could he please share the news on Paulo Ibala to enter? He did mention it. Carlos, but why hasn't he signed for us already? What's going on? What's the delay? Ah, because Inter are focusing on Lukaku now. They are working on Lukaku. Uh, you can understand that Lukaku is a big deal for Inter, even if it's a loan, but it's a big salary, it's a big loan fee, and Inter, we know that the financial situation is not so easy. They are also discussing with Paris Saint-Germain maybe to sell Milan Skriniar because Paris Saint-Germain will make a new proposal for 60 million euros. So they are busy with many things and they are still discussing with Paolo Dybala. So there is a negotiation between Inter and Paolo Dybala. We will see in the coming days. It's not something over collapsed. We have to wait a bit and see what happens. Can I just say, I love that move. I think that's going to fit him like a glove. 28 years old, Paolo Dybala still, by the way. He can offer a lot. All right. Well, we did a lot of Manchester United last week, Fab, but we do have a Manu question. Uh, Des Norris, if you have the post, here we go. Alex, United news, Fab. Uh, any United news? And Alex, remember, please, please, please. <laughs> What's the United news, buddy? I think United news is the most um, asked question of my life. So, <laughs> I it. And I would say, no, I would say that this week is really important for Frankie de Jong. You know, they are really, really keen on this Frankie de Jong deal. They're focused on this Frankie de Jong deal. So it's true that Anthony, the other name that David is mentioning here in the questions, of course, is a name that they discussed internally, is an option. Of course, it's not an easy negotiation eh? because Ajax will sell Anthony only in case they will receive a really huge proposal. So it's not going to be an easy one. Even Is there any interest on that, by the way, Fab? Because I'm a huge fan of Anthony. I'm actually surprised he yes, doesn't yes. take more headlines. Any more? In, any big no. interest from him? Uh, yes, absolutely. Many top clubs are exploring yeah. this move. But Manchester United with an AG, of course, they are discussing internally with his name and it could be an option. But it's still yeah. not a direct negotiation even with his agent. So we have to wait a bit on this Anthony story. But for Frankie de Jong, this is an important week. May United are expected to make a new official proposal, to submit a new official proposal. Let's see what Barcelona will answer because Barcelona wants 85 million euros. I'm told that even in the last 24, 48 hours of contacts between the two clubs, Barca were really clear with Man United. We want 85 million. Not less than 85 million. So let's see what will be the proposal from Manchester United. But this week could be important to understand more on, on Frankie Deal. All right. Well, we're running out the circle here in Chelsea because one of their big targets was supposedly Jules Koundé, the Sevilla centre-back. What's going on there, Fabrizio Romano? Ah, the situation with Koundé is still the same. That Chelsea are still negotiating with the player, with his agents. Uh, as I mentioned, with this Marina change, timing for Chelsea is not easy because Marina was taking care of this Kunde negotiation since last summer when uh, Kunde was really one step away from joining Chelsea and then it didn't happen because of Sevilla decision with the director Bonchi. They decided to turn down the proposal in the last week of the transfer market. 
Now, as I mentioned, new owner, so change in the negotiation and Barcelona interest because it's true that Barcelona want Kunde, but at the moment Sevilla want 65 million euros. So it's not an easy negotiation for Barca, but Barca are on it and Chelsea are still discussing Kunde and also Natanake is another option that they have in the list. So for sure Chelsea will sign new centre-backs, for sure Barcelona have an interest in Kunde, but it's not an easy deal for both of them. My expectation is Kunde will leave Sevilla this summer. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely worth that money. All right, Arsenal questions, because Arsenal fans are always here. Thank you so much, Gunners. We got you covered. Des Norris brings it up, and we have, I'm the only one whose question hasn't answered yet. Haha, <laughs> no, trust me, you're not. Uh, we have a million questions, all right? So the, you can stop right there. Lisandro Martinez to Arsenal News. Is the player keen on the move? I ask, ask him for a price. So what's going on with Lisandro Martinez, Fab? No, it's true that Arsenal are absolutely interested. They approached Ajax with a potential proposal of 30 million, but for Ajax it's not enough, absolutely. They want maybe 45, 50 million for Lisandro, and so it's still early stages. It's also true that Derek Ten Hag mentioned his name internally at Manchester United. Eh? So it's an open race for Lisandro, but as I mentioned for Anthony, I don't expect Ajax to sell so and so many players. They already yeah. lost Masraoui, Gravenberg, Allaire soon. So many players are leaving the club. And so my expectation is they will ask for an important, important fee, as I mentioned, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be an easy negotiation. But for sure, Lisandro is top of the list as centre-back at Arsenal. Yeah, 24-year-old Argentinian, a very, very yeah. good player. Let me say that Arsenal are focused, as I said for my United, for the young priority. Arsenal priority is Gabriel Jesus. Huh? Yeah. They want and how's Gabriel that going? They are working on it. They are working on it. They are pushing on this deal. And so now the focus is on Gabriel Jesus after Fabio Vieira. This is an important signing. Eh? 40 million euros. It will be official soon. So it's an important one. Let's remind of Fabio Vieira because it's a really important signing. Very, very good signing indeed. All right. Well, Fabrizio Romano, you brought it as always you do. Before we say goodbye, my friend, anything else that we should be paying attention to before we say goodbye? You mentioned that the Young and United is a big week for them. Gabriel Jesus remains the interest at Arsenal. Rafinha, of course, uh, Lukaku and Inter, as well as Dybala to enter. There's a lot going on. But anything that we haven't discussed before we say goodbye? I want to keep the name of Cucurella for Manchester City because it's going a bit quiet on the news, but from what I'm told, Manchester City are still keen on Cucurella and the two main targets are Cucurella as left-back and Calvin Phillips as midfielder. So for both players, Manchester City will be on it in the coming days and weeks. And so let's remind these two names because, okay, they signed Erling Haaland, they will have Julian Alvarez. So two fantastic signings, but it's not over for Man City. Absolutely. Is that mean a Sinchenko exit? Yes, it's possible. With Everton interested, but it depends on the proposal, eh? because Man City are not giving the players for free or for small fees. They want important fees as they have fantastic players. So it depends on the fee, but Everton are interested and they see Zinchenko with good chances of leaving the club this summer. All right, so much action to discuss. Fabrizio Romano, make sure to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. He's always, every week, with some great information for CBS and, of course, all his Here We Go content and much, much more. Fab, thank you so much, brother. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you, my friend, as always. Have a fantastic week, you too, and see you soon here on Kegolas. Ciao. See you soon, everybody. Kegolasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. We're so close to 13,000 subscribers. Help us share and spread the word. And don't forget that Fab, always here twice a week during the summer. And we have so much more to come as well as we look ahead to, of course, the continuation of the summer transfer window. Have a fantastic week and we will see you next time. Till then. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.